So just go on, watching your plasma TV, and the world will be run by the ones you can't see. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am welcome to the Lifeboats live stream. Okay, so this week, or actually this morning, I was deciding, uh, you know, what do I want to do for the show tonight? Because I'll say I just just say I had a pretty wild weekend in in uh, Austin, and uh, I remembered I didn't want to do another one on COVID because we did one last week that I think was pretty powerful, talking about shifts in the immune in in the immune response due to these repeated injections related to COVID. And I recalled that somebody had mentioned, hey, Sam, are you going to decode Bearable Guy's 123's puzzle? Now, for those of you that don't know who that is or don't know the reference, um, in the XRP community, there are these Riddlers that post different clues. There's been different ones over the years and so forth. And uh, Bearable Guy's kind of the OG Riddler. And he posts these puzzles. And here's the current one. This was put out on Christmas Eve. Now, I hadn't looked at it before this morning because I just, yeah, anyway. And he's saying, uh, here's wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful new year. To say 2022 was interesting should be an understatement. 2023 will bring the light, will bring to light the truth. Okay. And then there's a picture of uh, this group of people sort of playing or cards, playing poker or some kind of card game around a circular table. You can see there's a brick wall in the background. They're on top of a Persian rug. There's a bell hanging over their head that's in the process of being rung. And I, I actually read through all of the comments down here, and some of them are pretty good and insightful, and some of them are absolutely ridiculous. And this is kind of the reason I'm hesitant to do this kind of content anymore, because the level of stupid that you have to put up with to interact in this is kind of off the charts way too bad i guess way too high um there are people who are trying to make this into anything it's like they haven't figured out yet that since 2018 when the first one was published uh that well they've had the same characters in them and it's and it also has the same theme you know like castles and knights and sailing ships it seems to be placed in a certain era and like probably the characters are the same and it's telling a story over time, but there's people that want to look at these and just kind of like put whatever, connect whatever dots they can because it's good for views and there's dates in here and everything else. And this is when XRP is going to moon. Watch my video. And they get a lot of views because that sort of hype works. And that's, you know, there's a few in the XRP community. The one that springs to mind, I haven't watched for a couple of years, it was the bearable bull. And like, I've, I don't think I ever made it more than 10 minutes into one of his videos because what he's saying was so ridiculously inaccurate. And I would post a comment and then get a bunch of hate from people and on and on. So whatever. Uh, but I decided, okay, let's do this one. I think it would be fun. It's been a while and it'll give me a break from the whole COVID stuff as well. And it's been a long time since I've talked about crypto. So I read through the comments. I kind of started looking at it and I have, I'm probably a little over 80% of this sort of figured out. 
Now, what uh, the way I sort of start these decodes, right, is I want I look at the big picture because what's happening is a story is being told. And the story that's being told through these uh, puzzles, let's call them, is what's happening behind the scenes in the transformation of the global financial system from the old fiat money system that's dying into the digital era. And there's all these different players trying to sort of gain the, the ring and you wield the power to their benefit. And, you know, Ripple and XRP seem to be in the midst of all of these things that are going on. They seem to be the biggest threat to the establishment, to the powers that be, which I think are in a lot of ways behind the Bitcoin corruption and, you know, Tether and uh, Ethereum being pumped into the stratosphere and given a free pass from the SEC and on and on. And there's actually a, a point of that. And why don't we start right there? I want to point out his last statement, 2023 will bring light to the truth. Now, typically what, what you'd say is bring the truth to light is kind of how that, that phrasing usually works. But in this case, it's being reversed, bring to light the truth. And you can see right here in the picture, and actually let me go, let's go over here. Oh, that's not much bigger. Let me do that right there. Okay. So you can see on the right side, there is a sun, okay? And sitting in the chair is a man in a purple suit with a green tie on. These are all wooden chairs. There's the king next to him. There's this red-looking robot thing that people think is AI, which is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> hold nothing back tonight, folks. Uh, and then you've got the two mysterious robed figures, which have appeared in a previous puzzle. We'll talk about what they, who they are, what they represent. Uh, Bearable Guy is sitting there holding three jokers, three wild cards. And then you've got the knight clad in gold with his armor on, uh, holding a pretty good hand with an ace up his sleeve. Now, first thing I want to point out, because we're getting away from the kind of the tweet here, is people think that that is Jeremy Hogan. He's one of the, he's a lawyer. He started making XRP uh, videos about the lawsuit and so forth after I made the first one and apparently got a, too much wrong for him. So I think he made some disparaging comments. I haven't liked the guy because of that. But I do think this is him. And if you remember back months ago, not months ago, years ago, Bearable Guy, who's I think being uh, King Blue is kind of behind the posting of some of, of this information, but Bearable Guy is sort of using him and other people to get this message out as a conduit. Um, I think what he's pointing out is, you know, back in the day when I first started, I was listening to CKJ because he did some deep dives into the connections and showing uh, some of these companies that are involved in this space and and how they're connected to Ripple and the, the global financial system and so forth. And that was exposing. And I think that was uh, Bearable Guy's sort of uh, attraction to CKJ crypto news, I think it was. And now Jeremy and also Deaton are sort of filling in that role, exposing the corruption, exposing the, the uh, I guess, the... Uh, cheating, whatever you want to call it, just corruption, I think is a great term for it within the SEC and the enforcement and the, all the shenanigans that are going on. 
And of course, don't forget his statement up here, 2023 will bring light to the truth. What's happening? Well, the sun right here is coming in from the right side of the picture, okay? And who's it directly behind? It's behind Jeremy. What's Jeremy doing? Releasing videos, explaining the issues in the XRP lawsuit. I think that's what he's still doing. So enlightening people, he's bringing light to the truth. Here's what's really happening. And of course, what are they doing? They're sitting around in a dark room with this brick wall in the background. And there's a little brick over here that's light blue that's missing in the wall. And we'll explain. I'll explain what that is. Um, and of course, the there's a picture hanging on the wall. Now, this is in, in a play. This would be called the backdrop, sort of, or the you could think of it as the background, the context for which this poker game is happening is the previous puzzle. What was the previous puzzle? Well, that's an important one to understand. So let's go there. And it's this one right here. Now, this was the, I called it kind of the grand deception. Okay. You've got a sailing ship uh, with bearable guy up in the crow's nest up at the top. He's looking forward straight ahead. The knight here clad in silver and iron 10, whatever it is, is holding his sword out going forward. The owl's sitting on the, uh, the nose of the ship, whatever it's called. And then you've got the three sails. Uh, and then there's this iceberg in the water with the king on it, holding his broken scepter, wearing his crown. His wrench is down on the ground uh, or on the iceberg. Not, he's not holding it. He wasn't able to use it. He's throwing monkey wrenches into the works, trying to gum things up, right? You've got these three books floating in the water. Now, what did I think those represent? Regulation, okay? And what's weird is like back here further at the, was it the stern of the boat is the back? I should know this. Having a show called To the Lifeboat, shouldn't I? Um, you've got these three books that are clear, okay? And I think that those are pointing pointing out the regula regulations, the regulatory environment, or more to the point, the regulatory agencies that are vying for the ring, the power to control and, and manipulate the crypto market and pick the winners and losers so they can let their buddies know and their friends can and family can get rich off of this. Okay. But really what's happening here is this deception there. They've told that they've tricked the king and left him high and dry on the stranded on this iceberg. Because if you look at the sails, if you look at the water, they're actually going in the opposite direction. They're going backwards and they're giving the impression that they're going forward. They're sailing backwards into the storm, not forwards into the bright and sunny day. And these uh, current regulations are actually not, being scooped up in front. That was one of the things that didn't really fit for me when I decoded this puzzle is like, why are the books here in the front of the water? And why are these clear ones in the back? It's because it's going backwards. Okay. And so what that's talking about, in my opinion, is that there's new regulations. The old regulations along with the King are being left behind. Okay. So what came out after this? Well, another one, the workshop. And what's in here? Well, you have a bunch of things going on. You've got these rafters up in the ceiling or 
beams holding the roof up, holding the second floor up that are the, the yellow, the gold, green, and purple. Um, now those colors are, you know, throughout this theme. So there's the picture on the wall that we just kind of quickly decoded. And one of the things that you can see here, and let me actually, I want to blow this up. I'm going to go to that right there. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So one of the things you can see right here is the bell that's swinging overhead. It says Merry Christmas on it. It's ringing in the new year. You've heard that phrase, right? Well, the, color, the order of the colors has changed. And if you look, the bells are slanted up, going left to right in increasing um, height, green, yellow, or green, gold, and purple. Okay. And people are like, well, I think the colors represent this. And I think they represent that. And I'm like, okay, uh, guys, <laughs> hold on. Let me switch back here. Bearable guy kind of like told us what the colors mean in the very first puzzle. This is it right here. There's a gold flag, a purple flag, and a green flag. Purple is XRP. It's the tip of the spear. You see the spear on top. It's the highest one. The green flag is Bitcoin, BTC, and the gold flag is the U.S. dollar, okay, fiat to a large degree. And so he's explained what they are. The meaning doesn't change from one puzzle to the next to the next. Why are we still, why are these people that love to decode this stuff still trying to guess and figure out what the colors mean when he told us in the first fucking riddle? I don't know, but... Okay. <laughs> All right. So going back here, now the order's changed. What does that suggest? Well, we know that green is Bitcoin. It's in the bottom spot right now. We know that the gold is actually the U.S. dollar, fiat. And because it's a global reserve currency, you know, it's representing the U.S. dollar. But in the same sense, I think it's pointing to um, fiat as a whole because as the global reserve currency, when the dollar fails, so many of these other interconnected fiat systems are going to fail along with it because of its status as the global reserve currency. And then at the very top, the highest one, the purple one is of course XRP. So what is it suggesting? That when we ring in the new year, XRP is going to take the top spot away from fiat, from the US dollar, at least behind the scenes, but don't forget the context, right? Because we are in this dark back room with a brick wall sitting on top of a Persian rug. What does that represent? Well, where is Ripple having a lot of success? MENA, the Middle East region. Okay. That's why this whole thing is taking place on a Persian rug. That's why the Persian rug's been in these riddles time and time again, because that's the battleground. You had... Um, Oh gosh, I can't remember the guy's name, but a uh, little guy, he retired a few years ago, went over there, really kicked a lot of ass and, you know, made things happen for Ripple and they opened an office over there and they, they're working with the central banks over there. They're working with the large commercial banks. They're already, they've been trialing payments and so forth for a couple of years now, I think at least. So that's where things are really happening. I think the fastest, because I guess you know, with the whole dollar reserve currency and status and so forth, 
part of the deal was we'll protect you, Saudi Arabia, but uh, you have to take some of the oil dollars that you get and buy U.S. treasuries back to prop up the, the fiat dollar, right, that's being printed into oblivion. And what Bearable Guy, I think, is suggesting here with these three bells at the top is that the dollar is failing. And, and I don't think you need to be have inside information to see this. You, we see it at the grocery store. When you buy eggs that are seven, six, seven dollars instead of 99 cents or, or two dollars like they used to be just a year ago, right? We see that when you go to buy anything. I mean, you go and try and get a meal even at a fast food place for less than $10. It's not happening. It used to be, you know, six, seven, eight. Now it's ten. $15. And it's because they have printed the dollar into oblivion and those new, those newly printed dollars are filtering down and there's more dollars chasing fewer goods. So prices naturally rise. And this is, this is a process. I think we're in the early stages of hyperinflation. We're seeing it now. If you look at the charts for like Venezuela, it starts off small, gets bigger, 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 and then just boom, explodes, 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 gets even just crazy, you know, 69,000% inflation in a, in a year. Can you imagine trying to buy, buy and sell things or run a business in that kind of an environment with that level of inflation? It doesn't really happen. So something else has to come in and take its place. And I think that that is what Bearable Guy 123 is suggesting, okay? However, caveat here, you also might notice in the background is this clock, okay? And it's a grandfather clock. Now, my dad used to have a grandfather clock, and it was funny when I was in Florida working the hurricane down there, one of the mansions had a really nice grandfather clock. That thing started going off with its soft tones, and it instantly took me back to my dad's house who had this really cool grandfather clock, and I remember he used to have to get this little key out of the back and there's, there were these three holes in the clock face. He would open it up like once a month, put the key in and turn it and click, 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 click. And what, what it was doing is there were cables that hang, hung down to three big heavy weights. Okay. And those weights were being like wound up. And what those do is they run the mechanism that's ticking away the seconds, okay, and running all of the mechanics of the clock. It's what's hitting the strikers and doing everything else. So what you can see here in this puzzle is that those wires are not straight. They're crossing over each other. They're hanging down loosely. Obviously, there's no weights attached. What does that mean? That means that the clock, i.e. the timeline, is broken. And if you look on the clock face, guess what? Oh, there's no hands on the clock. Maybe there's something here at the hour. Maybe that's some kind of other artifact. I'm not sure. But what is on the clock? The symbol, the Chinese symbol for prosperity. Now, that's been in previous riddles as well. Um, we could look at, uh, let me see. I don't know if I have it, actually. Yeah, I think it was in the Christmas puzzle. It's been in uh, a few of them over the years. So the clock's not running. You've got the symbol of prosperity on the clock face. What is he telling you? 
well, sorry, uh, moon boys, prosperity, the timeline, the clock for counting down to XRP is going to moon on this date is broken. Okay. It's not, not working. It's not functioning. Meaning he doesn't know when it's going to moon, I think is what is being communicated here. So stop, (laughs) just stop. Right. Um, all right. And that is also, what is that? That's set along the back wall here. So it's part of the backdrop of the backstory of the background. We've got this broken clock. You've got uh, also, let's see here on the left side of this thing, we have this um, hidden hand and give me just a second here to sort of reset here. There we go. You've got this hidden hand right there holding the rope that's pulling on the bell, ringing in the new year. Merry Christmas with the three, uh, what are those things called? The bell, the thing that rings the bell, the the dinger. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that is kind of the hidden hand. I think that that's represented. Now the shirt colors change. So maybe it's representing something different. Who knows? But yeah, maybe there has been a change of guard. Okay. And another thing you notice is there's three uh, gold buttons or three buttonholes on the cuff. Now, two of them have buttons. One of them is missing right there. And what happened to that button? Well, it's fallen down on the floor. It's a wood floor. It's just to the edge of the Persian rug. So it made a nice click, 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 click when it hit the ground. And what's happened as a result? The two mysterious shadow figures right there are looking back, trying to figure out what happened. Okay. And who are those guys? Well, that takes us to another puzzle here. Uh, They first appeared right here in this one. And this is um, the workshop. Okay. So you've got the king up there in the window You've got the uh, the hidden hand right here. Actually, it's the, it's that same hand right there, and he's holding out sort of the three commodities: gold, oil, things like that, and I think crypto. One, two, three, and of course, this is the first time that uh, the knight has had his armor upgraded. And a lot of people think the knight is Brad Garlinghouse. I think that's probably ninety um, percent. That's correct. Maybe the gold is him selling all his XRP bags while he was uh, hyping the progress, non-existent progress that Ripple was having and cashing in and converting that to Bitcoin and and dollars in his bank account. And that's why he's in gold clad armor. But I suspect it probably has a different meaning. Well, uh, let me go here. Let me do this and switch here so I can zoom a little bit and work around this one. Um, Well, he's standing on this multicolored snake right here. And these two shadowy characters are coming in. They're holding up hand signs and so forth, different fingers. And there's a uh, bearable guy, one, two, three post about, I think it was four, nine, and asking the, posing the question, who are these guys? Well, what I sort of clued in on is they're holding a scepter. Now, remember the king's scepter I don't even think he's got it anymore. There it is laying on the ground. It's been broken. 
Like it broke a long time ago and it's been getting worse. And he's got these crow's feet things all over his uh, costume and so forth. And notice that he's got brown hair. We're going to come back to that. And his crown has this crack in it on the top. It's kind of broken apart. He's losing his power. He's trying to drop the wrench into the works here to gum things up. But Bearable Guy is fast at work, chiseling away something that I think is probably Saturn. I'm not sure, but based on some of the old Ripple Riddler stuff, that's kind of my take on what's being produced. Now, what does Saturn mean in the context of all this? I don't know. However, going back to these two strangers here that are being ordered out at sword point by the knight clad in gold, they've got this new scepter and it's got zero. It's got two circles with the line in between. I would look at that as zero one zero, which is a binary code for two. And I think that this is the replacement. This is CBDCs being brought in by the shadowy elite, by the globalist, the minions of the globalists, really. And they're showing the, you know, the signs, hey, we're, we're part of the cabal. Let us in. We've got the solution here that's going to keep the people controlled. And that's why they're being ordered out of the workshop. Well, Okay, now let's take that in the context of the puzzle here. The button falls off of the shirt that was telling us, here's the three commodities. And I think this is a different hand from, say, the castle pick uh, that we looked at earlier, which, uh, bear with me here, which is uh, was holding the puppet. And we're going to explain that puppet, I think, is in this puzzle right here. I think that's who the red character is, not an AI bot or anything stupid like that. He's already explained who that character is. Okay. We don't need to reinvent it every time it pops up. Just refer back and understand the context in which these riddles are taking place. And if you really want to understand them. Okay. So they are doing what they're looking over their shoulder. Another phrase there. Why do people look over their shoulder? Well, because they're, Someone's coming after them. They're being chased. They're being watched. They're concerned about who that is. That If somebody's watching you, you don't care. You're not going to be looking over your shoulder. However, both of them are. And if you look at the rest of the table, nobody else is looking. It's only the two of them that responded to this button falling onto the wood floor. So something's happening that has them concerned with their plans to deploy this CBDC. Okay. And this is, remember when we, uh, I think it was in the, like the beginning of COVID, I did a video where I explained, uh, I showed you the bills where the uh, Federal Reserve published, uh, the Democrats (laughs) published the Federal Reserve version where the Federal Reserve gets to create the CBDC and control it and uh, force branding all the way down into the commercial banks. So when you log into your banking app, it shows it's a Federal Reserve balance, meaning they're basically edging out the, the commercial banking sector to a large degree and further centralizing the global financial system with their solution. Meanwhile, the Republicans put forth their plan to edge out the bankers so that they can control, so that private business can control, or not private, but I guess the government can control the issuance and creation of money, the treasury, the U S treasury, and they were going to 
forced their branding and they basically copied the bill and converted it over to the U.S. Treasury instead of the Federal Reserve. So those were the two competing paradigms that were being offered. I think these guys represent the shadowy figures represent more of the Democrat uh, Federal Reserve solution in air quotes uh, to this problem in air quotes. <laughs> and now they're, they're concerned. They're looking over their shoulder. They're worried who's after them, what's going on back there. They're nervous. Things aren't going according to plan. Okay. So I think that's what that is representing. Now, what else do we have? Okay. Let's do the red guy. So there's a little red guy. He's looking at the king here. Um, and he looks very concerned. He's got a straight line across his mouth. His eyes are pointed all the way down and to his left, looking at the king who it appears has his cards on the table. So he's likely representing that he's folded, but not necessarily. He's got the red wrench. Now, why did the wrench turn red? I think it's a clue that tells us the red puppet, the, the red wrench is a tool of the red puppet. Okay. And again, what is the red puppet? Well, back here, it's this guy right here. You've got the hidden hand of the deep state pulling the strings of the red puppet. Now, let me show you, uh, bear with me real quick. I'm going to bring up the castle pick. And if you, this is the original one. If you zoom in here, you see that there are all of these numbers on the various uh, segments of the arms, of the hands, of the body, torso, pelvis, calves, thighs, feet, and so forth. And those have all been decoded. And what they are is things like the BIS, the UN, the WEF, I don't think it was WEF, but OPEC was one of them. They're basically all of these globalist organizations that are used as tools to manipulate global finance, to manipulate society and point them towards a certain direction. Okay. And in the big picture sense, right? And if you remember the puppet in a later puzzle, the strings have been cut, meaning the king doesn't really control him anymore. Okay. And then if we go back, uh, wait, Okay. Sorry. I've got too, so many screens open. This is not easiest one to do. Okay. Here's where I'm going. Go back to the current puzzle. That's the puppet. It's not AI. It's not anything retarded like that. That's the puppet who's had his strings cut. Remember? And now he's got a seat at the table next to the King. He's very concerned. Why is he concerned? Because the puppet was a tool of the King, which we know who he is. People are guessing at that as well. But the puppet's a tool of the king used to manipulate the, the game. Okay. And the king has folded. He's holding his wrench. He seems powerless to use it. His, he's angry, as indicated by the slanted eyebrows. And he's looking at the knight, which we think is Brad. And, and there are people who are suggested, oh, he's looking at Jeremy Hogan. No, I don't think so. Because there are other ones where the eyes, uh, the iris is sort of partially obscured by the eyelids. 
and it's only kind of the pupil that's almost right to the edge, and that's not the case here. The king is looking at Brad, and he's now got two cracks in his crown, so he's his reign is further diminished, okay, losing its power, falling apart, right? And if you'll notice, the beard has now turned red, whereas before, back here, it's brown. So what happened? Well, who is the king? Good question. That's a question you guys should be asking. Let me show you real quick. We had this um, riddle a while ago, and I didn't source it here or uh, tweet from Bearable Guy. I think it was a video on the Ducky channel that's his or theirs. And uh, it was about the phone call and the meeting, and there was a comment from Bearable Guy in that about the king making a rare appearance and speaking. Okay. So there were two clues there. One, that the king was at this meeting and the meeting being referenced was that Swiss National Bank SNB video that had Brad Garlinghouse sitting up on stage and all these central bankers and some academics and some people from the crypto space uh, having a, a open forum kind of discussion and so forth or having some panelists up there to talk about certain subjects Brad was one of them and then uh, taking questions from the audience and in the audience was a guy named Jacob Fresnel. Now, who is he? Well, he was the chairman of the board of trustees. This is, excuse me, this is from the trilateral commission website chairman of the board of trustees for the group of 30. That's a G 30. He's the chairman of the Frankel Zuckerman Institute for global economics, former chairman of JP Morgan Chase international former governor of the Bank of Israel and the former chief economist and director of research at the IMF. Now, I was convinced based on the comment from Bearable Guy as well as watching actually all two hours of the video to figure out, okay, who spoke? Because, you know, you get these hype boys in there that are 589, I know the date, subscribe to my uh, channel or my Patreon or whatever, and I'll tell you... <laughs> Uh, who probably didn't even watch the video, but I narrowed it down to, okay, it's got to be either this guy or Augustine Carlston, the um, BIS, the head of the BIS. Called him the hamburger burglar, but he's really the uh, the rabble rabble guy. What The, the purple blob thing? Because anyway, um, I was almost certain, I'm, I'm 90 plus percent certain that it's this guy. And he actually stood up they, everybody in the room knew who he was. He spoke at the meeting, which was the other clue from Barrel Guy, the king speaks. Why does he not speak very often? Well, if you go back through some of these riddles, and here's another one you can see even in the original, the very first one, the king has no mouth, no nose. So the king doesn't speak. He sort of sits in the background and uh, runs the show. And there he is again. He doesn't speak. He doesn't have a mouth. No mouth in that one either. We're following some late. Well, we're following. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to hit on a couple on the Daryl Hamlin story at the end because I think they've made a critical flaw with the way the NFL's responded to him uh, dropping, having a heart attack in the middle of an NFL game and canceling the game, but we'll get there later. Okay. So the king has no mouth. He's lost his power and he's folded his cards. His crown is fact fracturing 
and it's a red beard now. Okay. And what also is interesting to note is that uh, Jacob resigned from JP Morgan Chase International. Uh, I think this was mm, shortly after 2018 or so forth. And he's sort of pulling back to spend time with his family and so on. So now there's a new king. And of course, if you go back to, uh, uh, yeah, I sh- hold on <laughs> to this one right here. What is this telling us? They're leaving him high and dry, stranded on the iceberg, adrift at sea, and pushed out of the out of the way where he can't do any harm as through this whole subterfuge that they've that this puzzle is representing and i don't know how this was done behind the scenes but i think that was the message of this puzzle right here is the king was being uh made irrelevant okay left high and dry and what happened well they brought in a new king and who is the new king i don't think we know some people think it could be uh king charles after the queen in the uk died He's made some comments about we've got to fix the global banking system and this and that, and it's imperative and so forth. And yeah, it is because why? Well, I mean, they're, ah, crap. <laughs> this interface is going to drive me crazy uh, because they're losing control, right? They are losing control. Their solution, the, the shadowy robed men is failing they're worried somebody's after them. The uh, globalist organizations, they're very concerned that they don't have a leader who's telling them what to do. They don't like what they see. They're not happy. And it's because the whole system is falling apart. Okay. So what are they playing for? Well, that's another, the next important piece that I want to go over right here. You can see in the middle of the table, there are three books and these books are clear. They're transparent and they have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, no, eight. Well, it de- I guess it depends on how you interpret it, but I'd say eight uh, stacks of like gold coins placed on top of the books. What do the books represent? Okay. That takes us back to the workshop. Okay. Because Also in this workshop is a bookcase over here. And if you remember when I covered this, I pointed out, explained what this was. I think I may have done that for patrons. Um, What these books represent. If you see on the top shelf, the existing books, remember the ones that were thrown out to see, they have these little scatter patterns, circular scatter patterns on them of little white dots on the black books. And I think that represents the shotgun approach. And you can see the books are disheveled. They're not neatly organized, so forth. You've got the two on the left are kind of touching at the at the base. They're separate from the other three. You've got the two on the right sort of overlapping in a crooked manner, very disheveled again, multiple shotgun approaches there. You've got the one in the middle that's sort of touching one of the two on the right, and uh, it's kind of turned in a very different direction. And then on the shelf below... We've got the replacement. And what do you notice? They're all lined out parallel and going in the same direction. 
they're all clear and transparent, giving clarity. You know, you've got Brad talking about clarity in crypto space and regulation and so forth. You've got now, instead of a couple touch points and some crazy overlap, you've got this even uniform overlap between two of these books. And I think these books represent these ABC uh, government regulators that really should just be wiped away, but whatever. Um, And there is clear overlap. The other three don't touch. So what we're seeing here, what I think these books represent, of course, is regulations in the crypto space. Okay. And the old system that was being abandoned, that was being left behind, that was this shotgun approach, this scatter scattered approach that didn't really make sense. That was very disheveled and disorganized and didn't overlap and didn't really give clarity to this new system that provides clarity, has a clear, um, clear overlap, clear way that the two combine together to regulate the space. And then the three others that are standalone separate on their own. And that's what the books are in my opinion. Okay. So if we go back here, you can see those three transparent books with the stacks of money on them. Those are the stakes that they're playing for. So they're sitting now around this table. You've got all the players, the globalist organizations, the King, which was Jacob Fresnel, and now might be the King of England. Um, you've got the deep state minions over there, the robed figures. You've got Jeremy bringing the light bringing uh, light to the truth, okay, by how? Why is he not bringing the truth to light? He's going about it the other way. What what Bearable Guy, I think, is suggesting with that sort of turnabout in the phrasing is that Jeremy, through his actions, is shining a light on this backroom poker game that's underway, okay? That's bringing the light to the truth. He's He's uncovering what they would prefer to be hidden and... Uh, out of the public eye. But that's what suggest what bearable guy is suggesting is being rung in here. Okay. Um, okay. And then you've got uh bearable guy sitting there. Now he's got three jokers in his hand right there. You can see, whoops, bear with me. Uh, what did I do? Oh no. Okay, hold on. I got to reopen it. I think I closed it by accident. There we go. All right. So he's got the three jokers in his hand, but if you look, he's also got three cards in his hat and he's got a, I think it's a five of uh, diamonds, an eight of hearts and an ace of spades. So what what does that mean? Well, it's a number one, it's a shit hand, right? You wouldn't want to play bet, you know, bet your stack on that. But it's also, I think, a nod to five, eight, nine. How many clovers in, uh, in the spade or how many things in the spade? There's three heads, three circles. And of course, if you have a deck of playing cards, there's the spade in the middle, the one in the top left and the one in the bottom right so that you can sort of fan your cards and see what they are without looking to the middle. Three plus three plus three is nine. 589. It's a reference to 589, but also, which I think is just there for fun, but it's also saying that, suggesting that he's cheating (laughs) and he's got three jokers, an unbeatable hand, right? And he's swapped those cards out 
and that he was given with the Jokers. So it's a rigged game, even though these four sitting across the table from these three haven't figured that out or, or are starting to realize that, but they're getting very, very concerned. That's why the red guy's looking at the king. These two rope figures are looking over their shoulders. What's at stake? Crypto regulations. Who's going to control? We've got this whole ridiculous nonsense with the speaker and electing another swamp rat that Trump endorsed, by the way. And um, the, the, the whole thing is, well, it's okay because we have these people from the Liberty Caucus and the Rules Committee and they can strip him of all his power. So it's really a win. I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll see. But um, the point of, of me mentioning that and bringing that up is he who uh, controls the printing of the money, controls the people, controls the government kind of thing, whoever gets to control the regulations controls the industry, right? So that's why these guys want to control it because they want to continue using the new system to their benefit. They want to be able to continue the manipulation and the uh, wealth extraction from the crypto paradigm that's coming. And what these three are fighting for is clear, transparent regulations that set a level playing field. Okay. And you can see the Kings down to three stacks. The Knight has two stacks. Bearable guy has four. The uh, globalist organizations have four stacks. And then there's the eight on the, on top of the regulations. Um, and the knight has a king and a queen. And if you look in the cuff of the arm that's holding the cards, there's a card tucked in there. That is the proverbial ace up his sleeve. So he's got an ace up his sleeve that's going to be played at some point that will apparently give him the upper hand. Of course, the cards are suited as well. They're ace of clubs, or sorry, king of clubs and queen of clubs. Um, so he's got a great hand. Bearable guy's got the best hand possible and the other four are in the game, but the Kings folded his cards and placed them on the table. So what does this mean? Well, I think kind of the big picture here is that, uh, we're going to, we're ringing in the new year. XRP is going to gain some prominence as the dollar fails and loses prominence. Uh, and, and we're talking about as the global reserve currency. Okay, and that, you know, go back to, well, I guess they're not out on YouTube anymore, but, you know, I spent years explaining why that is, why it makes sense, why XRP is uniquely positioned compared to everything else. And it's because not just the asset itself and the properties that it has compared to some of the other cryptos out there, but also Ripple's efforts to create RippleNet and interface with the legacy banking system where the gold sits today, right, is in that legacy banking system. Uh, and there's this uh, power exchange that's, I think, bearable guy is saying is going to happen this year. It's most the the game is being played out in the Middle East region. That's why they're on the Persian rug. The light is being shined on the truth by Hogan, the other YouTubers, John Deaton, so forth. Um, the king has been you know, that was sidelined on the iceberg has been replaced. He's not having any luck. He's folded his hand. It almost is that blood running down the cup. Maybe he's got a gold chalice 
cup and it, there's red lines on it. Maybe, I, yeah, I don't know what that, what that is. Um, the shadowy figures are looking over their shoulder. He doesn't know when it's coming, you know, referencing the broken grandfather clock because those cables aren't tight. Uh, but it's still, it's still sitting there in the background waiting to happen. This game will end at some point. And I think that's what bearable guy is pointing out here. And you don't have, you know, I saw somebody took the clock face and imposed it on the sword to try and suggest, oh, see, this is the date here. It's like, no, no. I saw someone else take the table and try and claim that the, the person in the purple suit is chain link and this is a hexagon. It's like, well, except for the table is actually round, lady. But uh, yeah, whatever. And so people try and make this into whatever they want, but really it's a, it's a, it's a story being told over time and the characters, the meanings of the characters that doesn't change with each puzzle. Okay. It carries over. So you really need to start back at the beginning and walk through the sort of progression of this narrative. And I think that's what they're telling us, especially with the clock there wrapping up with that is that there is no timeline on this. The clock's broken. They've been trying to run out the clock for as long as they can to try and get their solution sort of shoehorned in here and it's not working, but I think it's still coming. It's still in the background. Now, right up here above me is this blue brick. And if you remember the, or well, those of you that that follow bearable guy, he used to have a, a banner on his Twitter page that was a brick wall and the bricks had some different organizations on it and stuff. Uh, the bricks were being slowly knocked out and there was a sun behind it that shone, you know, more and more of it was coming through. Um, a lot of people think that this is a missing brick. Possible. It's also possible that it's suggesting that that is starting to happen. That same process that happened on his previous brick wall Twitter account is starting to happen in this context and what is the context this game of regulations playing out behind the scenes with everyone vying for power is about to have the light shined on the truth and i think if i'm right what we'll see is uh not that brick being filled in but the rest of the bricks being stripped away because the light is being brought shined on the truth that's what this puzzle is saying in my mind anyway, based on looking at it for one whole for this morning. <laughs> so, and, and you know, like I can do that because I've been following them all along and sort of doing the actual research to figure out, okay, who is the king? What does he represent? Who are these players? And I might have some things wrong in there certainly, but I think I'm probably a lot more right than I am wrong about most of this. So, there you go. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, now there's, oh, that's the leg. I saw that little purple thing, but that's the king's leg and his shoe under the table. So, yeah, there you go. That's it. So, the, the, the battle, the stakes for regulation are high. Uh, everybody's playing the game, trying to win. But what bearable guy is saying is it's in the bag. I've got the best hand possible 
I'm unbeatable. Nothing can stop what's coming. Sound familiar? Um, and the knight is, you know, in second place there. So nothing that these guys can do to stop the process that's unfolding. And of course, um, <clears throat> we've also got, don't forget about these lawsuits that are before the Supreme Court right now. I think they had their conference about them where they get together and chat about them. And if you remember, one of them is alleging that these certain Congress members failed to uphold their constitutional oath to investigate uh, the election fraud. Not that there was or wasn't election fraud, but that these guys failed to perform their duty. And the Supreme Court could end up deciding that they did fail to uphold their duty and they could be removed from office. And we're talking House, Senate, President Biden, you know, on down, Kamala, all of them. And that could be happening this month. Maybe nothing will happen. I don't know. But it's certainly, you know, it's a real case. It's before the Supreme Court. Remember, you had the clerk call the uh, pro se defendants and say, hey, when are you getting us those arguments back? Can you do it a little faster? We want to get this on the schedule. And like they're moving forward with it as quickly as they can. Okay. And maybe, just maybe, that's why Trump is endorsing Mitch McConnell. And, you know, he became this another swamp rat, became the Speaker of the House and so forth. They're all about to be swept away. Perhaps, perhaps not. I don't know. don't really care, <laughs> but it would be, I will definitely be streaming if should that happen, talking about it and hearing from you guys on it. So, uh, okay, there you go. So if you have questions or comments or suggestions or things you want to point out that I haven't seen yet or have missed or whatever, cause I really haven't spent much time, just four or five hours this morning on it. Um, you can do those in the comments back over here wait not there or there or there or there or there but right there uh on rumble you can do that so and i will i'll come back to those i want to cover what happened with this nfl football player real quick so use an asterisk put your question in make sure it's clear because i'm not reading them in real time while i'm while i was decoding all of that and we'll go back and revisit it okay uh, so let's go, I guess, back here. Bear with me for one second, folks. Um, yeah, right here. We're following some late breaking and upsetting news. Uh Rachel Madcow, remember, she's the one that told you if you get the shots, it stops with you. Can't spread it. Can't get it. Of course, that was totally false. Total lie. And now she's having to face the music a little bit. Well, she's not actually doing it, but we know she is. Of Cincinnati tonight. This is actually something that's just happened at the Monday night football game tonight between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. Um, it happened right before the top of the hour. It was in the first quarter of the game. A safety for the Buffalo Bills named DeMar Hamlin. He's in the number three jersey in white there. Um, he made a tackle against another player, and then he fell to the ground. We'll show you that again. He tackles... Uh, the gentleman, number 85, in the dark-colored jersey from the Bengals. He stands up, and then he collapses backwards. Mr. Hamlin is uh, 24 years old. Again, his name is Damar Hamlin. He's been in the league for two years. 24-year-old has a heart attack. And people are like, well, say, well, 
he got speared in the chest. But if you actually look at the tackle, as it happens, let me see if I can play this. And then he collapses backwards. Mr. Hamlin. He got hit in the shoulder. It was more of a glancing blow, not a direct hit in the center of his chest. Or, you know, it's on the right side where his heart is or his left side, but it's on the correct side for jarring the heart muscle a little bit. But he wasn't speared. He, it was more of it was a good hit, glancing blow though, and again, yeah, he fought like Mad Cow says. He falls to the ground. He gets up, and then, it, then it's time to wind up the uh, the old music box there. And he was apparently out for like nine minutes. Now, usually they want to get you back three or four. If it goes to ten minutes, you're you're kind of brain dead. Uh, or you've, you're going to have some brain damage because you lost oxygen to the brain for too long of a period. So they did CPR for nine minutes before they brought him back. They got him on an ambulance, took him to the hospital. He was intubated. He's since started to recover. They've removed the ven- ventilator. Uh, and he's, I think, been talking to some teammates and so forth. And then let's keep going is uh, 24 years old. Again, his name is Damar Hamlin. He's been in the league for two years. After he fell over backwards here following this tackle, he was unresponsive thereafter, which immediately became clear it was quite an emergency. First responders came onto the field, including in an ambulance. Uh, Players surrounded him and knelt on the field. Medics administered CP. I guess praying's okay in the NFL now, right? PR for... Uh, what ESPN described as, quote, many, many minutes out on the field. He was given oxygen. There is one report in the New York Times that he appears to have been given uh, an IV, although that is unconfirmed by any other source. That's what they do when you have a heart attack. So they, well, they inject you with different medicines to try and get your heart going. Um, Okay, so that happens. And then she has a sports writer on. William Roden. He was a longtime sports reporter at the New York Times. Mr. Roden, thank you very much for joining us so quickly. Another one of the propagandists who pushed these uh, gene transfection therapies they'd like you to still believe are vaccines. Yes, we're covering this as a developing story. Let me just start by asking if we know any more than what I've just summarized there. No, I'm I'm just um, baffled. Paging Dr. Baffled. I'm uh, doing the same thing as looking at Twitter, uh, and really, I'm just kind of shocked. Um, huh. You know, I was down here. Uh, I'm in Baltimore, and uh, I was at the Ravens uh, Steelers game. And um, you know, Rachel, this is you know, right now currently, I work for Anscape, ESPN's Anscape, and I was here for them. And but this has been a nightmare. I think the NFL's nightmare. And I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, what happens if something like this happens? It's like the NFL's worst nightmare. Uh, it's a violent game. We know it's a violent game. Um, we've just been through the whole thing with Tua Tagovailoa. Um, you know, the NFL Players Association is investigating that. What the you know what the medical staff knew, and I just think we've become so anesthetized to this violence of this game that um, when something like this happens, it's just Total stunning because it could it, it it could literally happen on any any play. Okay, anesthetized meaning we have this violent game that they're out there playing, but on the rare occasion is kind of what he's pointing out that someone dies. It really 
hits home. How many games have they stopped? And this is sort of the flaw. Remember the soccer players? Oh, let's finish up with this guy. This this kind of stuff could literally happen at any time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm almost at a loss. I know it's not our job to be at a loss of what to say, but I'm really at a loss. I- Paging Dr. Baffled. <laughs> Dr. Baffled can't understand why so many people have suddenly rare conditions or why children are having heart attacks. <laughs> of course, what happened in the football leagues? Well, only wants to clip. just uh, watch this space at this stage. Nothing coming out of the Port Adelaide team this morning came over. He's subbing out of the game on Thursday night for nausea slash heart reasons. He spent time in hospital, and yeah, it's just a it's a big unknown as to as to when he will play again. It may be as soon as this week, but nothing coming out of the club. There's a stage. lot of this going on in world sport at the moment. Well, in the world. World sport. Yeah, I, I think a lot of athletes have got these issues. And are you, Brownie, referring to the booster shots and, and the, the booster contracting shots. That's of COVID? Yeah, um, the word going around. Look, it's it's been discussed. I haven't been able to get in. A- of course, you had a, a soccer player that dropped dead, and you had the teammates like uh, crying on the sidelines. And, and, and you know how many former uh, NFL players have dropped dead, died suddenly. I can think of at least a dozen of those. Hall of Famers, et cetera, et cetera. Well below their life expectancy. All of a sudden dropping dead and like they just can't figure out what's going on. There's almost a part of me that feels a little guilty because, you know, we watch this stuff. Because because you push these deadly gene transfection therapies on all your friends and loved ones and your audience. And now it's killing them? Is that why you're uncomfortable? You know, a number of years ago when I was at the Times, I watched a player from uh, uh, the Jets. Now, see, he's got to go back years to find a relevant example because, you know, this has happened so often is what they'll be telling us soon. In a game at Detroit, it paralyzed. And I can't recall his name. I was about to call him up. But, you know... This could happen at almost any minute, and this is just awful. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's awful, and I can't imagine that they're going to resume this game. Um, no, and no, I know, can't. I, can't I mean, seeing the play, seeing the player. So, and that was their critical flaw, if you ask me, was they canceled the game, they stopped it and didn't finish. And remember when all the the footballers, the soccer players, as we call them here in the U.S., were having these heart issues, doing the Pfizer pledge all over, oh, and and collapsing on the field and at practices and so forth. Um, at first, and also fans having heart attacks in the stand, they would stop the game. The players would stand around while medical crews tended to the person and got them off to the ambulance. Uh, eventually they had to stop that because it was becoming too obvious that there was a serious problem that these football clubs had forced, had coerced, sorry, coerced their players into taking these shots and now they're killing them. So the NFL didn't learn from that. They stopped the game. They canceled it. Now we're going to get to compare. Okay. Historically, this many games in a season have been canceled. Now in 2023 or 2022-23 season, it's this many games. 
And that's going to be pretty undeniable because Mad Cow and the others, they're running out of runway and they're about to crash and burn hard. And the truth is coming out. But this is all just misinformation, according to the Newsweek fact check. Was Damar Hamlin's cardiac arrest related to COVID-19 vaccine what we know? Okay. So they, they explain the condition and so forth. And they're talking about athletes dropping dead suddenly. Um, and some of the, the news coverage, Fitton, who runs Judicial Watch and has uncovered the CDC uh, with a FOIA request, the CDC emails interfacing with Twitter and Facebook and other staff instructing them on who to censor in direct violation of the First Amendment. That guy you know, he's definitely spreading misinformation, doesn't know what he's talking about. A fact check by Snoops, because, you know, they're very reliable when it comes to this stuff, noted the tweet's lack of sources, that no official medical information about Hamlin's condition had mentioned COVID-19 vaccines. So here they are saying, well, it's definitely not the vaccines because there's no wreck. We don't know if he's vaccinated or not. Furthermore, it's widely thought that his cardiac arrest was instead more linked to a chest injury the NFL star sustained moments before his collapse. This is the, he was speared when it was really more of a glancing blow. The player received medical attention on the field for more than 30 minutes before being taken to the hospital. One theory shared by Bernard Ashby, a vascular cardiologist based in Miami, was that Hamlin's reaction, quote, resembled uh, comatio cordis, a phenomenon that occurs when a sudden blunt impact to the chest causes a cardiac arrest. So here's their story and they're sticking to it. This was just a wild, rare, extremely rare and unusual uh, event that happened at just the right time. I mean, we're talking the right millisecond here to trigger this heart attack and that is what happened. And that's probably why it took them so long to get his heart back too, right? <laughs> and of course, here's the bandwagon argument. This diagnosis has been supported by multiple other medical specialists on social media. Of course, who have they kicked off of social media? The ones that disagree. The dissenting voices. So according to the, to the doctors and medical professionals that want to keep their jobs and won't speak out, they're convinced that this is comatio cordis because, hey, it's even trending on Twitter. So they've, they've pushed that narrative out there to try and save the day. And I think the narrative has shot itself in the foot because my prediction is we're going to see more of these happening in the coming years. And it's going to go off the charts and become undeniable. They won't be able, you know, now they've set the precedent when somebody you know, has a serious problem and almost dies or dies on the field, we're going to cancel the game. Well, now we're going to have a number of canceled games. Hmm. It's about to get interesting, folks. Doctor and sports medicine expert, Brian Sutler. wonder why he's the expert. I mean, did they, did they go to the world-renowned cardiologist, most published author or published uh, doctor on the topic in the field? Dr. Peter McCullough and get his opinion on what happened. Is he an expert that they tried to talk to? Cause I guarantee you he would, he would talk to him. He said the injury was not related to any sort of vaccines. Okay. Well, there you go. Open and shut case. It was almost certainly this heart condition. 
if you have it, and here's the exact timing, if you have a blunt trauma to the chest that occurs at exactly the right time in the cardiac electrical cycle, this is one of those things that not only do you have to have a high enough force, but it has to happen within milliseconds of a time window because if that impact comes at any other time in this electrical cycle, you're fine. You don't go into this. So see, extremely rare, 100% safe and effective. Everything's going to be fine. And as mentioned before, the theory that vaccines have been linked to collapses among young athletes is not new. and was among the most persistent narratives spread among the conspiracy-minded, i.e., spoiler alert, (laughs) online communities during the pandemic. So they're just pointing out that like these, you know, these kids dropping dead at high school, we've covered dozens of those that have happened. Dying at football practice. The fact that the, the younger age groups are having heart attacks at higher and higher rates and cancers at higher and higher rates. And it correlates to the rollout of these gene transfection therapies. That's all, you know, nonsense. There's nothing to it. But uh, he's sure, their expert is sure that, you know, this is all just misinformation. This notion in part was propagated by a link between COVID-19 and two heart conditions, myocarditis, as mentioned above by Fenton, and pericarditis. While the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, has recognized a link between COVID-19 vaccines and these conditions, such cases have rarely been reported. You know, like Brittany Gavin, who's probably her... Uh, you know, vaccine injury probably has still not been turned over to the CDC for investigation, even though it's been reported to VAERS over a year ago. Why? Because, well, the hospitals that are under the thumb of the CDC, following the CDC protocol and getting the cash payouts and cash bonuses for following the CDC protocol from the government, they're told they, they haven't sent over the records for some reason. So the CDC can't investigate until they get the records. So it can't be forwarded to the investigators until we get all the records. And if the hospital won't send the records, well, I, I'm sorry, Miss Gavin. We'll be, we'll be investigating your case as soon as we get the records, which by our calculations is fuck off. But yeah, uh, the CDC says, quote, have especially been in adolescents and young males within several days of COVID-19 injections. Moreover, and this, you know, that's the theory that, well, it's just this brief thing. It happens, you recover. Of course, they're not going to talk about the mortality rate at five years from these conditions. It's more than half of them. Moreover, multiple research studies, and of course they say, well, you get myocarditis with uh, COVID too, so that's why you should take the risk. But they don't tell you that, when, you, when you're vaccine injured from these things, the cases are far more severe than if you get a mild case of COVID, which is far more likely outcome. And of course, don't forget, folks, 61, well, plus 60 plus percent, there's a couple numbers floating about there, of the people who took these shots and then went and got D-dimer tests were showing inflammatory markers for blood clotting. So this was happening in, this was the norm for people who took these shots. Not rare and unusual, not the exception. These people were being injured and the CDC is currently, if you go back, I think it was two or three shows back, we covered part two of the Ethical Skeptics article 
where he points out that they are reclassifying, switching around the cause of death with the multiple cause of death from, you know, cancer to COVID-19. That's why we have higher COVID-19 mortality now. And it's a sustained thing. And they're also hiding them in the R codes and they're, you know, doing everything they can to cover this up because they know what they've done. They're criminals, they're mass murderers, and they're trying to get away with their lives and property. And they deserve neither. Uh, We don't know whether Hamlin did receive a vaccine several days before the game. Okay, see, like total red herring there. The, The whole idea that you can only get injured within a few days of taking the shot. So anything that happens to you after that could could not possibly have anything to do with this experimental gene transfection therapy that was sold to you as a vaccine, even though it's not. That's teaching your body to attack its own cells and completely turning your immune response on its head with multiple injections. Which, by the way, my ex-wife and mother of my child, um, who's got the booster, at least one of them that I know about, went in for surgery to have some things removed that weren't supposed to be there. And, you know, after she told me that she was boosted, this was, you know, two, two year, two plus years ago, I said, we need to have a serious talk about our daughter and what you want for her in case something happens to you. She was very angry. Now she's telling me about a rental property out here that they own that definitely is going to go to our daughter if something should happen to her. It's about to get real for a lot of people. It already has for a lot of you. I know there's people in my audience that have experienced exactly this with their friends, family, and loved ones and multiple examples there are, these people have multiple examples in their own lives of their of their direct family members multiple people in their in their own family dying from these after taking these shots from these rare and unusual uh, conditions so here they are trying to sell it that well i mean if it doesn't happen within a few days Remember the the IgG antibody three and four, three getting decimated, which does the sterilization and four getting increased, which could be turning off the immune response, allowing a virus because by the way, you know, I thought about that and like the spike protein, when it's not attached to the virus, why would it be seen as a virus? Why wouldn't it be seen as some sort of pollutant and the body that might be why the immune system is deciding not to respond, Right. But then when the virus comes in and it's actually able to use that to its advantage, that's why it's doing so much damage to these people and they don't even know it because they feel fine or they have a cough or they get sick, but eventually they get better even though they get really sick, worse than they've been typically. It's because their immune system can't fight it off like it used to when it actually worked. So, So they go on, the fact checkers go on, but the likelihood that his injury was the result of myocarditis and pericarditis caused by a COVID-19 vaccine based on the available evidence is therefore still very small. (laughs) Notice they're they're much less firm in their language now. 
they're having to say, well, I mean, it, it's I, okay. It's possible. Whereas before this was misinformation, these were lies. Now they're having to leave open possibility. Why? Because they've been getting caught with their pants down far too often. There were also numerous video compilations and social media posts shared during the pandemic showing athletes collapsing during play accompanied by the suggestion that their injuries were from these shots and and you know the Hamlin appears to fit in this narrative of course absolutely it does uh, however these previous incidents were found to be unrelated to the vaccines according to you know their experts right and the CDC Why does anybody, why people still buy into this shit is just unbelievable to me. The speculation about Hamlin also fits into a trend of other conspiratorial claims, i.e. spoiler alert, spoiler alerts, linking the injury or death of public figures to COVID-19 vaccines, again, without any evidence, because there's just no evidence. You know, you've got Justin Bieber and his girlfriend. He gets Guillain-Barre. She almost dies of a heart attack. They're going to events that are vaccinated only events. So we know they both took the shots. We know these are common side effects. Two and, you know, one couple, both of them injured, vaccine injured. But there's no evidence of any of this. These people are just think you're fucking stupid. However, at the very least, the testimony of multiple experts, you know, they're experts, <laughs> that the system that was weaponized against the doctors hasn't pushed out of the profession, silenced, removed off of social media, censored everywhere they try and go, debanked in some cases. Uh, the similarity to other unfounded claims about athletes and the dubious nature of unfounded spoiler alerts about vaccine injuries among celebrities mean that at this stage, any claims that propose a link to COVID-19 are justifiably doubtful. See, once again, they're having to sort of make some room in there for when they're going to be proven wrong because that's exactly where this ends up. And the comments... <clears throat> It's just sheep, meh, meh, over and over. Then eventually it gets into people that are pointing out the facts and reality. It's amazing which ones are, are first, that you, the first ones that you get to read. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, there's an, uh, bear with me for one minute. We'll, I'll get to your questions. Again, if you have questions about bearable guy or anything like that, put them in the chat now and I'll read them here in a minute. Otherwise I'm going to end the stream and that will be it. Um, what's his name? Alex Bernson. He put out a Substack article about this not too long ago. Um, and I want to read it and here it is. Right here, he's saying uh, on speculation, conspiracy theories, i.e. spoiler alerts, and the damage they do to those of us writing seriously about the mRNA jabs. So just like a couple of weeks ago or last week, we had the uh, infighting within the, the MFM movement, the medical freedom movement. Um, you've got the same thing happening here. And Alex is this, I, he's smart. Okay, like he's doing some things right. He's looking at some data, but he's also an arrogant, pompous ass most of the time. 
and uh, he's got blinders on and he's, he's so emotionally invested in his position that he's not looking at the big picture, I think. But at the same time, I think he's making some good points here. He says, as you've probably heard by now, Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin has come awake. Uh, he was asked who had won the bill. He asked who won. They said, well, you did, sir. You, you pulled through. Good job. <laughs> it goes without. Yeah. <laughs> How did this happen? Well, we did, sir. We gave you that shot. They're not going to say that, though. But it proves yet again the danger that vaccine skeptics run when they make rash public statements and overreach because there's no evidence, right? Two days ago, Steve Kirsch wrote uh, on his widely read Substack page that Hamlin was probably brain dead. That's because of the nine minutes. That's kind of a, a realistic thing. What he probably didn't take into account is they would have like an oxygen bottle might have been giving him oxygen during that time in between CPR or something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, they had medical crews right there and were able to start uh, medical um, intervention almost, you know, within seconds rather than minutes or, or 10, 15 minutes waiting on an ambulance kind of thing. So that could have made a, a big difference here in the time that he was down and out. But again, he was intubated and so forth. So Kirsch funded research into early COVID treatments has become a leading vaccine COVID skeptic. I appeared on his podcast a few months ago. Near the end, he brought up brought in Dr. Pierre Corey to talk about ivermectin. Uh, he's like, I mostly nodded and, and listened, but I want where's my randomized controlled trial for this? And that's all he wants. And anything else is hooey, right? That, like that's kind of his attitude. In any case, uh, he's talking about Kirsch, what he said uh, after this thing happened. We need to prepare for the likely possibility that Dam Damar Hamlin is brain dead. If, if he's dead, I hope there will be transparency and a full autopsy to discover whether the COVID vaccine was responsible for his death. Well, I, I mean, uh, Steve, hello, Steve, welcome to Planet Reality. They're finding white fucking stringy shit in people's veins and they're not talking about it. But you think that what they're going to conclude that this is the vaccine at cause here all of a sudden? Come on, man, use your brain, okay? If we do not consider the possibility that the COVID vaccine killed DeMar Hamlin, we will have let a killer roam free again and again and again. So this is that was from Steve Kirsch. This is Alex going going back in saying, I understand the fury in Kirsch's words. I understand the frustration that anyone investigating the safety and efficacy of mRNA jabs feels at this point. Uh, all cause deaths remain well above normal in many mRNA countries. That's absolutely true. And it's happening in younger age groups. My hope for a few, my hope a few weeks ago is that they were returning to baseline and that has not been borne out. Well, guess what? It's going to continue, Alex. It's going to keep going and getting worse and worse and worse over time. COVID infections and deaths remain stubbornly high too. Well, why is that? Because the CDC is hiding the cancer deaths as COVID deaths. <laughs> Hello? And, and this is like, this is, these are the blinders that Alex has on. And then it, he goes around being this cocky, pompous asshole to everyone because he's right and everyone else is wrong and they don't just don't understand. They're, they're not holding up high. They're not holding themselves to high enough standards, but Alex is, that's kind of his attitude here his tone of this article. 
Yet governments and media simply ignore the issues, or I'm sorry, uh, stubbornly high, and major new studies, two in the last uh, two weeks, raise new stubborn, raise new reasons about the shot. Like, you know, the ones we just talked about with the IgG antibodies is one of those. I'm not sure what the other one is. Yet governments and the media simply ignore these issues, not just weeks after, but month after month. They shout conspiracy theory, theorists and anti-vaxxer at anyone who raises questions. Under the circumstances, skeptics can feel justified raising any possible risk, no matter how unlikely to grab the world's attention. But overreaching frequently backfires. Uh, take the response to this paper. Uh, this is the antibody one, the IgG4. And we talked about this in the last show. Uh, this is Eric Toppel, who's one of the... the uh, mainstream and one of the COVID pushers uh, or, or shot pushers, I guess. He says, late after mRNA COVID vaccines or with booster or breakthrough infections, there's a shift to IgG4 antibodies not seen with uh, adenovector va- vaccines like the J&J. The clinical significance is not known. <laughs> yeah, okay. But trying to connect them to, and this is back to Alex, trying to connect them to an increased risk of cancer. Of course, Alex is seemingly clueless about the ethical skeptics work and what the CDC is actually doing to cover that up. As another prominent vaccine skeptic has done, it's a huge stretch. And and doing so gives ammunition to people who want to dismiss the paper's findings entirely. So like everybody's on everyone else about getting it right, but none of them are really looking at all the evidence. And who's got the best? And I think, at least from what I've seen and all the numbers that I've looked at, and like I know how Steve Kirsch arrives at his one point whatever million people that he says have been killed by these vaccines or by these shots. And I know how the ethical skeptic has done it. And I think the ethical skeptic has a far more, a a much firmer grasp on reality than what uh, Kirsch has done. Okay. Uh, let's see the misreading of Pfizer's clinical trial results that led Naomi Wolf to incorrectly report a massively increased risk of post jab miscarriage in another huge stretch. And again, obscures the real issue, a small but notable drop in live births in 2022 in many mRNA vaccine countries. And that's happening. We've covered that in, in, uh, Hungary. Remember it was Igor that put the breakdown by County. So you could see where there was a slightly higher vaccination rate or injection rate, there was a slightly higher decrease in births or increase in uh, miscarriages and so forth. Holy crap, uh, thank you. <laughs> um, somebody just, anyway. Okay, the temptation to highlight high-profile individual cases, especially healthy people who have suffered cardiac injuries, is also powerful. I have done so too. So he's like, see, you're pointing out these exceptions. These are still rare. I wrote about Grant Wales' untimely death in Qatar last month, knowing the media would attack me because scientific evidence and case reports connect mRNA shots to giant cell uh, arteries and even aneurysms. I tried to be careful not to overstate the evidence and to respect his family's grief, even though some people I know and respect criticize me for discussing the death. Damar Hamlin's collapse is even higher profile, even more worthy of scrutiny. We now know the COVID mRNA jabs can cause myocarditis, heart inflammation in young people, especially in young men. We know heart inflammation raises the risk of complications, so on. Extraordinary, uh, 
We know such collapses of healthy young men have been extraordinarily rare. Bullshit. We know such collapse, uh, especially in professional athletics where players are closely monitored. Remember the sign that was posted saying, if you've had these shots, we need to get an EEG on you, done on you to check your heart. What do you think that was about, Alex? Um, we don't know much more, though we have the great news that he has begun to recover. So I objected both to the people who immediately blamed Hamlin's collapse on the mRNA shots, which I can sort of agree with. I, you know, I think you got to recognize that it's highly likely that he was, that he had taken these injections, right? I think it's, it's extremely likely. It's not certain. We don't know, but given what happened, how it happened, the way it happened, I think there's a very good chance that he took these injections and his system was damaged that, you know, we know what happens. This stuff has a, an affinity to go to the organs where it transfects the cells and has them start expressing these spike proteins in the immune system. The antibodies come along and kill those cells. And those are the cells are pumping blood in your heart and those cells become scar tissue and that doesn't grow back. It doesn't get repaired. You're just operating at a reduced capacity. So the people who put greater strain on their heart have this problem. And then we also have the uh, fibrillic tangles, the amyloids is what we think they are, growing in the veins of these vaccinated uh, individuals, which is further restricting blood flow, increasing the pressure that the heart has to pump against to deliver blood. And you've got whole areas of the body that are not getting enough blood flow, enough oxygenation that's causing all sorts of other issues. So, I mean, there's so much we know about this and some of these people in this medical freedom movement, I think are, you know, I am reminded of the story of the guy that paid a, hired a, a private investigator to figure out his, if his wife was cheating and he comes in and says, sir, at 3.30, your wife was at this hotel and 3.35, this man pulled up in this car. She answered the door. Uh, they embraced and kissed and then went inside and closed the curtains and then he left it at uh, an hour later. So you're saying you don't have any proof. I mean, it's like, okay, come on, guys. And I think Alex sort of falls into that category. I'll take my record on COVID and the vaccines over the last three years against almost anyone's. <laughs> I've made mistakes and vaccine advocates trot them out to attack my credibility at any opportunity. You've made an ass of yourself over and over again. And, you know, people can forgive mistakes. I make them all the time. It's when you are such a an ass about it that that's why you get the pushback, that a lot of the pushback that you get, Alex. Meanwhile, the media goes out of its way to excuse public errors from health experts who, uh, I don't know, whatever. That double standard is not a reason to be paralyzed or afraid. Um, discovered he discovered in August a woman that died from a brain wasting disease three months after receiving her second mRNA shots few topics are more controversial or frightening of course what's going on there prions uh, trans get cross this mRNA crosses the blood brain barrier starts pumping out spikes the enzymes that break down the spikes break it up into pieces that are likely to misfold into prions and attack the brain but that processes happening all over the body 
But uh, he's saying here is not a reason to speculate baselessly. This is uh, last year, shortly after receiving Pfizer's mRNA vaccine. Uh, 64-year-old Florida woman named Cheryl Cohen suffered a sudden and devastating. That's the story that he wrote about it. But he's saying, uh, you know, you shouldn't baselessly talk about this stuff as if it could be related, even though it most likely probably is. And he wants to control, herd the cats to, to not do this because they're going to smear us all as anti-vaxxers. And it's like, you can't control other people. You can't control these people. If you were able to, they would find some other way to discount and discredit and silence you, Alex. That's how this works. Or haven't you figured it out yet? I suspect some of you won't like this post that you think I am undercutting people who are just trying to raise crucial questions about mRNAs. But it is because these questions are so crucial that vaccine skeptics must be cautious. And I agree with that. We cannot afford to make these mistakes. No, you cannot control the mistakes that other people are going to make. Okay. And we need to sort of have open and frank discussions with one another to get to the highest truth, not silence the people that you disagree with. That's what they're doing to us. So anyway, anyway I just, I like that because it's sort of a, a different take on it. He's sort of criticizing people who jumped on this story. And I would have, I thought about making a video about it, talking about what might've happened. And I certainly wouldn't say definitively this is what happened, but I'd say it's highly, highly likely. So there you go. I thought I'd bring that up. And uh, one more thing here. <clears throat> What's going on in Brazil? I want you to listen and to this. With the democratically elected leadership in Brazil. And he basically used the Trump playbook to inspire domestic terrorists to try to take over the government. And you're right. It looks a lot like January 6th in the United States. <laughs> so he's talking about the uh, Brazilian president. Now, they cheated in the elections over there. Uh, there have been massive demonstrations. Now, government buildings are getting raided and ransacked. Remember Cliff High's reports about the Vatican being ransacked and secrets revealed and the, the wall crumbling and people going in and finding that's starting to happen around the world. Watch this spread. And what is he doing? Now they're, the guy's being labeled a terrorist because he's questioning the integrity of the election down there. And of course, and right where is he? He's at Mar-a-Lago, Trump's kind of secure location. And uh, oh yeah, um, there's this whole theory that Trump's going to be the arrest of Trump is to take him to a safe location while everything's brought down. Is that going to happen? I don't know. But I bring this up because it ties in with the bearable guy riddle and the failure of fiat, of the global reserve currency, the U.S. dollar. It's all coming back together. So. Right now, Bolsonaro is in Florida, and he's actually very close to, to Donald Trump. Uh, he should be extradited to Brazil. In fact, uh, it was reported that he was under investigation for corruption and fled course, Brazil the to the government. United States. So we were talking about asylum seekers and immigration earlier. Uh, Republicans make a big deal and try to scare people about bad people uh, in those groups coming to the United States. Well, they know where one of them is. Jair Bolsonaro is in Florida hanging out with Donald Trump. He's a dangerous man. They should send him back to his home country, Brazil. <laughs> and so if I'm uh, gathering what you're saying, Congressman, are you calling on the Biden administration or authorities in Florida to uh, return Bolsonaro, put him on a plane and send him to Brazil 
uh, as soon as possible? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Bolsonaro should not be in Florida. This, the United States should not be a refuge for this authoritarian uh, who has inspired domestic terrorism in Brazil. He should be sent back to Brazil. All right. So very interesting <clears throat> that this is happening <clears throat> with the sort of whole Q narrative that's been out there for a while. <clears throat> and you've got the Tory gal who's run for political office and, is, and was a whistleblower and seems to know a lot of things and be fairly well connected telling us months ago, watch Brazil. Well, it's sort of a playbook for how it's going to go down here in the context, of course, of these Supreme court cases that could remove most of Congress and uh, the executive leadership and so forth. Things could be about to get very, very interesting folks. Okay. There you go. That's what I wanted to cover. Um, let me scroll up here and see what you guys have for questions. We'll go back to like the riddles. I think I'm done with. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go back to this guy right here. <clears throat> that was the bearable guy. One, two, three riddle that I decoded. I don't know if any of you have questions on that or anything else. We can chat about it, but, uh, let me see here. Um, one, the blue brick on the right side, that's a couple of you are asking about that right there. I, I, I covered that. I think it's could be the wall coming down and, it, and it's part of his original tweet on the subject that light is coming to the truth. Not that, and, and see, this is, this is the other importance of him sort of turning that phrase on its head. The truth coming to light is how it's normally said, but light coming to the truth. The light is there. It's obscured by the brick wall. What happened in his previous Twitter header over time is the bricks started falling away, letting more of the light shine on the truth. I think that's the process that's going to happen here. I think that's, <clears throat> if I'm right, we'll see more bricks uh, coming down, falling away from the facade. If I'm wrong, that brick will be filled in in a later riddle. So we'll, we'll see who's right, who's wrong, but I got a pretty decent track record and there's some, some other Riddlers that think uh, that have thought over the years that have thought I'm pretty accurate. So, okay. Nice jacket. Thank you. Uh, who's the King. So it was for Jacob for now, uh, Frankel, this guy right here. Now we don't know who it is, uh, but you know, bearable guy told us in on a video related to that meeting that the a rare appearance from the king, he rarely speaks. So not only was he at that meeting, but he spoke at the meeting, which is why I spent, you know, whatever the video was, several hours going through figuring out who each person was that was speaking and what they were saying, and and he popped out like a sore thumb. Uh, and you know, the other one, the other potential was Car Karsten, the, the BIS head. Um, now that he's kind of been sidelined, that's what the whole ship, uh, ruse was about getting him out of the way. He's been replaced. And is it King Charles bitching about the, with his quote about the, uh, I, I think trying to push the CBDCs, the robe figures coming in 
with their new uh, paradigm of control and and censorship. Um, and that's kind of what's being uh, what the king is is pushing, even though it's a new king. Okay, and it just goes to show you there, you know, there's there's layer after layer to this. Okay, um, let me see here. I'm gonna switch over so you guys can actually see the comments. Chosen by order of the Black Sun or the Dragon Family. Yeah, I think so much of that stuff is uh, crap. There's, I know there's the guy that was the Times reporter. I can't think of his name right now, but I know who you're talking about. He has been... Look at his track record, okay? And make up your mind, your own mind about him. Has the shit that he's been talking about for years and years and years come true? Or been proven or exposed? No, not a lot of it. Uh, blue brick, Ukraine color? No, I go back to the Twitter header. A lot of threes being shown on the sports ball tonight. Yeah, well... It's one of 10 numbers. You can bet that if Hamlin did not have the shot, they would have been shouting that from the mountaintops. Oh, I think you're talking about the football player. Um, the thing I heard is that he had the, had the hit in the chest thing. They tried uh, to say it wasn't, can't remember the name. He, he would have dropped immediately. Would he not have stood up? Yeah, I don't know. What if the heart attack on the field was just a show? No, I doubt that. Seriously, he's in. Uh, he's in bed. How has how has time changed your price targets for XRP? We used to think five eighty nine, and there was uh, a time twenty three eighty nine was discussed. Yep. Well, it, okay, twenty three eighty nine was an interpretation. I I think I made a video about that, or one that was just this crazy number. And it was an interpretation of his puzzle. It wasn't a prediction of this is where the price is going to go when and that it was debunked. It was an, a perspective on a puzzle. And there's a lot of people that just can't wrap their heads around that, much like they can't wrap their heads around the characters not changing every time and their meanings not changing every time there's a new puzzle because it's like they're starting from scratch <laughs> when they're analyzing it. So. Uh, that's what I tried to show in the first hour with kind of how it was decoded to sort of really paint the big picture. Cause I think that's what bearable guy is doing for us with these. And I think so much of the sort of the influencers, the people who want the big following from the conspiracy theorists and cause it's fun to explore that stuff, isn't it? I mean, that's why so many of us do that sort of thing. Cause it's interesting and, Oh, what if? And now you've got something to talk to other conspiracy theorists about and so forth. It's popular. People do it. They get views. Those views get money. And that's what motivates a lot of these folks. And they will go on being wrong again and again and again. And people will take whatever excuse is proffered up, sadly. So... Uh, okay. I don't even know how I got off on that topic, but whatever. Uh, let's see. The yellow gong on the ball is a lighter yellow than previous yellows. Any significance to that? Yeah, I noticed that the, the yellow color it kind of changes as you go through. Um, here, let me switch here. 
So it's like a, a sort of bright mustard yellow there. I'd say it's a little darker there. It's more of a gold tone in the castle pick in this. So it begins, uh, that came out on a little before Valentine's day. That's what I think the heart was supposed to represent. People are like, Oh, it's Valentine's day. XRP is going to explode. <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> and of course, uh, the colors. So it begins when you order it by the mountain, you flip the S and B, it becomes BIS bank of international settlements. And it's, the hearts right here. I think that's representing where we are now. And it's a slow, long trek up the mountain. Um, and kind of what he's saying is these two are about to be swapped now. And that one's like a light yellow color. And then over here in the workshop up at the top there, that one's more of a gold. And in this one, um, yeah, let me go back to, hold on one sec. Oh, wait, I closed it again. Okay, bear with me. Um, okay, right here. So this one, you can see the contrast right there. There's a bright yellow in the ball that's on the bell, and the sail from the previous puzzle is more of a gold color, and it's the gold color of the crown and the suit of armor that the knight has on. But the suit of armor... I think also changed colors. Let me just flip through here and see. I mean, it changed colors from the 10 silver, whichever one it is. But here you can see that it's not like a, uh, the same color gold in the, in the workshop picture. So when you swap between that one and this one here, it's more of a bright gold and here it's, this one, it's more of a uh, silver, lighter colored gold. I, I don't know how to describe it. So, yeah, the colors have been changing. I would, uh, the way to figure that out, and I don't have time to do it, it, it would make for a really terrible show. But um, what I would suggest, and what I might actually go and do later, is think about, okay, where has this specific color been used? Here's the gold in the the three cards that are being held out profited proffered in the workshop as sort of the new standard that's emerging that's being created in the workshop. Um, look at the colors in the puzzle and the context of, you know, in, in my decodes and sort of compare, okay, what could the meaning of this color be in the context of, of this puzzle? And then look at how they change and see if, maybe there's a meaning that sort of is more centered on one it, where it, where the same colors used twice how could the meaning be the same is what i would try and um wrap my head around if that makes sense that's kind of how i do this stuff um but yeah and i think some of you guys could try that too so look at those subtle changes over time and try and determine based on the meaning of the the context of the puzzle what that that specific color could mean and then see you know when they're used twice is it in the same kind of context and if so that might be what those different color changes are representing transformation over time of some aspect of the narrative i, I don't know what that is but that that's my thought on it so all right
right. Whoops. There we go. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah, good question. Good observation. Uh, the bank for international settlements is balls deep in the whole CBDC thing. I'd be surprised if the new King was Charles and not the chap from them, the Augustine Carlston. Yeah. But, uh, I think, um, Charles has red or had red hair. Now it's all gray, but he had red hair. Augustine, I think his hair is, uh, black or like a brown. Let me, um, hold, let me type his name in and get a picture. Yeah, see, his hair is more of like a a brown color. Let's see if we can find a younger one somewhere. Rebel, rebel. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's more of like a black. So he's not a redhead, and the and the beard and all that is red. So it's obviously pointing to someone that has red hair. Is not red. It's brown. But did it have a reddish tint to it? Uh, back when he was younger or um, could the color tie in some other way? I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who the king is. You got, I threw out a suggestion and now you guys are like, well, it can't be that. <laughs> and I get it, but I'm saying, I don't know who the king is. One guess is this, but I'm glad you guys are kind of, I guess, clarifying that a little bit. So, Okay, there we go. Anything else? Final call here. This is weird. I hadn't seen this before, so you can do rants now. Uh, okay, I think that's it. So interesting puzzle here. I think it tells the story that uh, there's a high-stakes game going on for the regulatory landscape, which is really equates to control over crypto there's no timeline on it on when xrp is going to moon nobody really knows because this high stakes game is playing out but the light is being uh brought to this truth to this reality the light is being shined on this backroom poker game and the players are starting to be identified and seen for who they are and what they're trying to do and bearable guy has the ultimate upper hand he's che- he's he's cheating like it's not even a fair game and they don't even understand that right and of course the knight has an ace up his sleeve remember the phone call there was another there was an ace up the sleeve reference when it uh called moneygram i think it was or there was a video related to that so there you go all right that's it thanks for all your work yep great show glad y'all enjoyed it i do i do kind of like doing all these but just like i described it there's people that want to be militant about their beliefs and that is such a huge turnoff you have to learn to be persuasive with people if you want to i think get anywhere in the world and telling them i'm right and you're wrong is not a very persuasive way to persuade people. (laughs) All right. I better shut up now. Thank you all. Catch the next broadcast. I'm Sam. I am.
I got zero doubt with my man brain, you keep calling me insane uh, Every single day more XRP is what I obtain No more cash, no more cars, only QR code nah. No more proof of work, we running validated nodes Ooh. This is the life that I chose yeah. They look at the cons, I look at the pros I'm always bullish in the shows bullish. Now you wanna ask about XRP, I am not telling I'm not. Now you want some of my XRP, I am not selling It's not for sale, honestly, I just wish you will Cause I'm XRP for well I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying why they telling me to sell The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out his shell And that's when we prevail I'm XRP for well I'm XRP for life and that's forever Can't you tell? I just keep on buying Why they telling me to sell The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out his shell And that's when we prevail XRP taking the lead Come equipped with institutional speed XRP giving the go to proceed Don't listen to FUD I know they mislead Trying to tell them but I know they don't care ODL, no nothing compared Back in the day I was willing to share Now I don't have any left to spare Saw some liquidity on demand Try to tell them but they don't understand Holding my ledger right hand, my hand See the signs, it was already planned Digital economy, it's already here I'm talking about the moon They think I majored in astrology Haters talking trash, I think they majored in garbology Focus on my future so I invest in technology Number one is where we ranking Come on. And if you don't have XRP, then I do not know what you thinking. Ah. This the time, this the year, this the place to be. How the strong all day long doing it faithfully. Oh. Keep their negative energy far away from me. It's not our fault that we seeing something that you can't see. I got my hands on some old demand liquidity. Oh, yeah. And I'ma hold on to it now into infinity. This the greatest wealth transfer the world will ever see. But I'm not talking, I'm about to go buy me more XRP. Cause I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying why they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out its shell. And that's when we prevail. I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever. Can't you tell? I just keep on buying why they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out its shell, and that's when we prevail. Ow.